Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast for another wonderful week. I started to say that we are halfway through the month of November, but then I looked at my calendar and realized that we're really closer to the end because next week is Thanksgiving, which seems crazy. And as crazy as this year has been, this last month or so has just kind of flown by and I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the holidays. I'm ready to get my tree up. I'm ready to decorate. We haven't done that yet, but I think probably this weekend we'll get that all out of the attic and start decorating for Christmas because we all know we could use some Christmas cheer to get us through the end of the next couple of weeks into the end of the year. Okay, guys, today's episode, I am chatting with Sue from thezhuzh.com. And if you have not checked out thezhuzh.com, guys, this website is beautiful. And her Instagram account is one of my favorites. In fact, that's one of the ways that I found her was by following her Instagram account. She does home decor and does it in such a way that feels very doable, but also like something out of a magazine. And which makes sense because she does work as a part-time editor for a magazine. So Sue is the owner of The Judge. She is a former real estate attorney out of New York. She currently lives in Connecticut with her family. And she decided to turn her part-time blog into a full-time business. And so today she's sharing with us all of her tips on blogging. Now, I know that I hear a lot from people saying like, well, blogging is dead and why should I still blog? But in the last couple episodes, we've talked about the power of writing and the power of words and the fact that even though blogging may feel a little out of date with YouTube videos and podcasts and all the new things, it still has a lot of power on the internet when it comes to SEO And depending on the niche that you're in, blogging can be a really huge benefit for your business. I know I have seen it in my photography business. It has helped my business grow tremendously, even without me being what I would consider a quote unquote blogger. But just the idea of putting content out for the world to search and find and utilize, it is super beneficial. So I think the things that Sue is going to share with us today will be really helpful no matter where you find yourself in your business or if you feel like blogging is or is not your thing. Even if you can put a little bit out into the world, I think you'll notice a huge benefit to your business. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Sue from thezhuzh.com. All right, guys, I am here with Sue de Chiara. Chiara, did I say that right? Did I get you it did. Wrong? Okay. Thank you, Chiara. De Chiara. I was close. Um, hi, Sue. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here and chatting with me this morning. I'm super excited to talk with you all about blogging and your website and your journey. So let's start there. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and sort of the journey you took to get to where you are today. Okay. Um, well, I have I have a blog all about interior design and style and fashion, but I'm not an interior designer. I have no training in that whatsoever. 
I'm just someone who was really into it and was renovating my house back in 2009. Um, at the time, I would just go to magazines for inspiration, but a lot of the magazines were folding. So I started going online more and more. And that's when I realized blogs were out there talking about interior design. And I just thought it looked so fun. And it was very much like a hobby type of thing at the time. Um, and I jumped into it, not really like knowing what I was doing or, or caring because no one was really reading it. So it didn't matter. It was just more for me to collect my own inspiration because Pinterest didn't exist and Instagram didn't exist. And the more I did it, the more I loved it. And it was a very warm and welcoming community. And one thing led to another and it just snowballed into an actual career for me 10 years later. That's awesome. Isn't it crazy to think that they're not that long ago, Pinterest and Instagram didn't exist. I know. I was just talking to somebody the other day about when I started my business and I was like, you know, Facebook groups didn't exist when I started my business. So I had to go to like online forums and online communities because they didn't, that wasn't a thing. And nowadays you have all of these, these places and these things that you can go to that have become just every day, but they, 10 years ago, we're not a thing. It's so crazy to think that it's changed so much in that short amount of time. It is crazy. Yeah. So, okay. So I really want to get into the business of blogging for you. You know, you said it kind of started off as a need that you had because you, the magazines were becoming less and less popular or they weren't, you know, some of them were shutting down or they weren't having what you needed. Pinterest didn't exist. So you created what was missing for you in that sort of niche. And so how did you take it from just, you know, a blog that was to share your story to something bigger and like what it is today? Um, It wasn't deliberate at first. It just sort of like would creep up slowly. Like I would see other blogs would have sidebar advertisements. So I would look into that and then you know, you would like get into contact with someone who had a blog, but also had a little Etsy shop and they would send you something and you might do a giveaway or like talk about it. And that was like the early predecessor to everything else. And, and now I do mostly affiliate programs. Um, I work with reward style and I was sort of one of, you know, on the early side of that, because another blogger that I had met locally just found out about reward style and she put me in touch with them And uh, I didn't even understand it or its capability in the beginning, but I just sort of like went with the flow because everything was new and we were just learning all the time and I kind of still am. But at the Mm -hmm. time it was just like, there was such a quick curve because things were just coming out left and right all the time. And I just kept adopting and leaning into it and staying curious. And here we are. Yeah. Well, obviously it's worked really well for you because it's obviously it's done really well and you've got a following. And I noticed I was looking into your, like your social media accounts and you've got a large following over there. So I have so many questions, but my first question, and I, this is something that I hear, you know, people saying, and again, going back to Facebook groups or posting online and they say, you know, well, blogging is, is a dying art form. It's something that's not going to be relevant in the future. And I don't know that I agree with that. So I'm curious what your thoughts are since that's sort of the foundation of your business right now, how do you feel like blogging is doing right now? And what do you think the future of it is? It's definitely so different from how I started out. Um, 
you used to log into like your favorite blogs and there would be like personal stuff mixed in with information and inspiration. But now I feel like it's much more driven to just give you the information and give you what you're looking for. Because on the other end of that, we as bloggers are trying to utilize search engines to get us traffic. So we're looking into what people are looking for. So they're very much still alive. They just serve a different purpose now. Um, you know, obviously it's my business, so I'm, I'm in favor of them being considered still relevant, but I, I do think there's a place for them um, for long form content in general. Uh, it just depends what you're looking for. Yeah. And do you think that they kind of lend themselves more specifically to different niches? Like I know that like your area where it's more like home decor and home design and, and more, um, I guess, sort of DIY. I see a lot of like DIY blogs and that do you think that that's, there's a niche for that that it does really well for versus other things? Because like I come from the photography industry and I feel like in our industry, that blogging is starting to fade out because nobody really wants to go and read about your latest photo shoot that you did. And a lot of people are still blogging just to have the SEO capabilities, to have the content there. But I don't feel like that's what people are searching for when they go onto Google or Pinterest trying to find content. They're searching for things like what you're putting out there, which is like the more the home decor or maybe the cook, the recipes, the baking, the um, dinner ideas and anything along. Do you think that that's because it's relevant to that niche or do you think there are certain niches that it's more specific to? I think any topic you take and sort of niche down, there's that expression like the riches are in the niches or something like that. Um, yeah you're going to do well with that. Like for photography, I would imagine, you know, if you did a a blog post about how to take photos at night or something, or how to use your flash at night to look great, something that gives information to people rather than like, you know, this was my day with my clients and what happened when I took their photos. Um, I think that's what people are searching for answers for their own lives. Yeah. I know when I, when I blog about paint colors, they do really well because I would imagine people are going to, you know, invest in painting their homes and they want to see as many different examples of that paint color in a room as they can. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. And that, and there's a visual aspect to that. You know, you can't go listen to a podcast about paint colors. It's not going to translate the same way it does when you have that visual aspect of it. Yeah. No, I agree. Do you have a love hate relationship with social media? I know I do. While it's a great tool for growing my business, sometimes it feels like I'm just shouting into a crowd hoping that someone hears me. So what if I told you there was another way, possibly a better way, that allows you to connect with your ideal client without having to deal with crazy algorithms and crowded news feeds? That other way is email marketing. I like to say that if social media is the cocktail party where you're going to meet your ideal client, email marketing is the coffee date you go on where you really get to understand each other on a deeper level. It's the perfect way to build connections and stay front of mind. Now, one of the biggest objections I hear to email marketing is, I don't know what to say. I don't have anything to send out of my emails. Well, guess what, friend? I'm here to help you with that. I have created the Inbox Insider program just for you. With Inbox Insider, you get 52 weekly emails ready to send out to your audience. That's one email per week for an entire year. Now, these are not your general ideas of, hey, let's talk about this. These are done for you copy and paste templates. All you have to do is fill in the blank with your specific brand content, 
but the rest of the framework is already there ready to go. And if those 52 weekly emails was not enough, you're also going to get a welcome sequence template, a sales sequence template, and list cleaning email templates. But because you know I love my Girl Means Business listeners, I have three list building bonuses just for you. I have the Lead Magnet Library where you get lead magnet ideas for different industries. You're going to get the list of 100 power words. These are words that you can use anywhere that you have copy on your website, your social media content, landing pages. These are the words that are going to help you get noticed and stand out with your audience. And my favorite bonus of all is a step-by-step guide on how to use quizzes to grow your email list. Y'all know I love a good lead magnet and quizzes are one of the best lead magnets out there right now. And I'm breaking it down step-by-step exactly how to do it. So not only will you learn how to build your email list using quizzes and the lead magnet library, but you're going to have all of the templates and tools that you need to start sending out emails on a regular basis, building great relationships, and growing your email list at the same time. So if you are ready to get started, head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash inbox and grab your copy of Inbox Insider today. All right, guys, let's get back to today's show. So how have you tied it into your social media? Because I know like you use Instagram, I'm assuming you're on Facebook as well, and Pinterest, obviously. So how has social media changed the way you do your blogging or how is it, I guess, kind of come alongside your blog as well? Yeah, it's more like it's come alongside my blog. I've definitely changed my Instagram, you know, how I post things over the years. Um, In the beginning, it was just like the most random, ridiculous things. I didn't really understand, um, you know, its purpose or what it could do for my business. And then as I caught on to that, I would be more deliberate in my posting. And now it's purely inspirational, where at one point I was showing a lot of before and afters of our home in Connecticut which we moved into about five years ago. You can only do so much of that unless you're going to start tearing apart your home again, which I'm definitely not going to be doing. (laughs) So um, I started showing other people's work and just stuff that I found inspirational. And then every once in a while, I'll throw in something from my own home. But um, you just sort of find your like your own little neighborhood on Instagram um, and that people are looking for what you're looking for. And you sort of just vibe with that. And I don't, I don't, I just look at it as something alongside my blog to get me more traffic. I don't look at it as its own thing. Yeah. Do you get a lot of traffic to your blog from your social media accounts or what's like, what's the main driver to your blog for for traffic? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee, no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. 
Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. For, for social media, the main driver is Pinterest. So if I'm going to put my energy somewhere, I'd be better off putting it into Pinterest than Instagram. Instagram for me is just fun and it's a way to stay connected with the interior design community. But uh, and it does it does drive some traffic, but it's not like, you know, Pinterest kicks its butt every time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Pinterest, it would be huge for that. Absolutely. I like what you said about, you know, kind of finding your neighborhood. I think that's a really cool way to phrase it because I think some people look at social media as they're trying to appeal to everybody. And I've been kind of following along on your Instagram, looking at it right now where I'm on my laptop, but I, I love what you share on there because it's so visually attractive and appealing. And I, I love that you know, like the type of style that you share is definitely my style, but I could see how some people that's would not be their style. You know, everyone has different tastes. And I love that you are, you kind of know what you like, you know, what you're sharing, you know, sort of your style and you are like, okay, if you want to follow this, let's do it. And if not, then there's somebody else that you're going to enjoy. Exactly. You can't be everything to everybody. Right. And I love when I come across somebody's page or their feed or their blog where it's like, this is my style and I know what my style is. And either you join me or you go off over here and that's perfectly fine. (laughs) Right. It wasn't always that way, but I have to say doing this for 10 years, one of the nice, you know, byproducts of it is that I got to really hone in and figure out what my style is, which is why I got into it in the first place, because I just wanted to figure out my style and it actually helped to do that. Yeah. Cause that was what I was going to ask was like, was that difficult, like really kind of figuring out what your style was, or was it something that just sort of, like you said, naturally kind of fell into place? No, it naturally evolved. You know, I used to be a lot more all over the map with my style and I still follow accounts that are much more different than my style, like pure minimalism and modern and stuff, but it's just not going to show up on my feed because that's not how I see my business evolving. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about sort of monetizing a blog. I think this is something that a lot of people are curious about, kind of the same way they're like, well, how do you monetize a podcast? And how do you, you know, it's, it's such a new, newer concept that a lot of people don't understand it. And so I'm curious to hear kind of what you've done or any like advice you have for somebody who is wanting to get to the point where they can monetize their content as well. Well, you really need traffic first before you can really monetize it. Um, But you don't have to have a ton of traffic. You just have to have some consistent traffic. And then you can look into joining affiliate programs. Um, There's so many of them out there. Some of them have requirements to get on board and some of them have zero requirements for entry. I think Amazon Associates would be like where I would start if I was just starting out today because you literally just go to Amazon and fill out some forms and you're ready to go. Um, So you could start that way. Um, And then if you love a brand, go to their website and poke around in the, um, in the fine print on the bottom of the page, they almost always have an affiliate program and you can click on that or contact them or contact them through social media, through Twitter, find out their handle, start talking about them, send them DMs, you know, and you could get sponsored work that way. Um, on top of that, there's also, in addition to so many affiliate programs, there's so many agencies now that cater just to 
social media and people looking to earn money. Um, and they're more than happy to work with micro influencers as well. I know that was like a big thing in 2019. I'm sure it's still a big thing for 2020. Um, and you could, you know, follow those small, um, these like, I don't know if they're brokers or agencies, but they put you in touch with companies. They take a small share and you get sponsored work that way as well. Probably yeah, just I think Google search. Yeah. I think one of the things that's so key there is that a lot of times we see people who are putting out these sponsored content and we just assume that that company reached out to them. Yeah. And you don't know how it started. Exactly. No, that's, that's, I think that's more the exception than the rule. I think most of the time these brands are reaching out to other companies and saying, you know, and like you said, they're, they're tagging them, they're following them, they're DMing them, they're reaching out to them through emails, right. they're doing affiliates. So you have to put in the work. You can't just put out content and hope somebody reaches out to you and wants to offer you a partnership. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe you could have like five years ago, but now the space is so crowded that you have to, you know, be more aggressive about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what do you see as kind of going forward in the blogging industry? Like what are some trends that you're noticing or what are some things that if somebody is starting out with a blog or wanting to get into blogging? Cause I know for me, like writing is not something I enjoy. That's why I lean more towards the podcast, but I know there are a lot of people who really enjoy writing and creating content and visual content. Like we talked about with the home decor and like colors and recipes, things like that, that require, in my opinion, some visual connection of image, images. So if someone is thinking, listening to this thinking, okay, that's more my alley. I want to go that route. What are some tips you might have for them for getting started in blogging? I'd say start a Pinterest page. So you can, you know, like, even if you don't have your own images, you could be pinning other people's things just to show this is what my brand is all about. This is our vibe. This is what we, you know, this is what we, you know, look for. Um, and just jump in and start doing it because you're not going to get anywhere unless you actually start doing it and, um, start collecting emails from day one, because that was a big mistake I made. Um, I was really late to that game. So if I had to do it all over again, I would start collecting them from day one. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of email marketing. So I 1000% agree with that. Um, do you have any platforms you prefer as far as like what's where you host a blog or do you think it matters one way or the other? I started out with a blog spot and um, I held on to that blogger blog spot for dear life <laughs> for way too long up until like, I think 2017, I finally like cut the cord and went to WordPress and I would definitely, definitely start on WordPress. Don't do that. I mean, I'm sure there's hugely successful blogs that are on Blogspot, but you just look more professional if you're on WordPress. And I, I feel like being on Blogspot really hampered my ability to do um, SEO, where WordPress is, because they have all those plugins, it's much more conducive to figuring it out. Yeah. Has SEO been a pretty big like driver for your business? It is now, again, like yeah. email and WordPress. <laughs> I was very late <laughs> to that game too. Better late than never though, but I'm slowly figuring that out as well. Yeah, I know. It's it's a big, like it's one of those things It's kind of like I compare it to going to the gym. You can't just do SEO one time and be done. You have oh, to no, be consistent yeah. and it's just, it takes so much time and energy sometimes. And it doesn't have to, but if you really want to get into it, it's, it can kind of be like a little rabbit hole you go down. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's worth it. Like it's a long game. And it's mm -hmm. finally like things I was working on, like probably last year are finally starting to 
generate traffic for me. Yeah. Well, that's key too. I think that the understanding when you go into really any business, but anything that involves, you know, creating content, it's not a overnight success. You know, you see these people who are seemingly overnight successes. I kind of like to compare it to like the the musician that's all of a sudden like has a, a hit on the radio. Well, you don't see all of the years of work exactly. they put into getting there. It's the same thing. So if someone's thinking, oh, I'm going to start a blog and within six months, I'm going to have all of this traffic and all of the, you know, it takes time. You have to be consistent. You have to really like put in the work now and you'll, you'll see the, re- the results, you know, later on. You can't plant the seed and have it grow in the same day. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of those tips. Okay. So do you have any, you know, tools or uh, resources that you've used or that have helped you in your business that have kind of been like a game changer? I know you mentioned like WordPress and things like that, but are there any other tools that you've used that have helped you? Um, I definitely listen to a lot of podcasts about blogging and business and marketing and all that. And that's always helpful. I always pick up a little bit of a tidbit of info here, a tip, you know, Mm -hmm. something there. So I find that so helpful. And I'm also in some Facebook groups with other um, bloggers and it's mostly food bloggers and I'm not really a food blogger, but I feel like I learn a lot just Mm -hmm. from listening and, you know, seeing what people are writing about um, in terms of blogging, even even if it's not my subject matter. Oh, that's such a good tip because I I know a lot of people kind of get stuck in their own industry and they don't look outside of their area. And then, the, but there's so much wealth and of knowledge to be learned when you look at other, what other companies or other brands or other industries are doing. So I love that you kind of are looking towards the food bloggers to get inspiration for your yeah. you know, design. That's that was awesome. really helpful for me. I feel like the food bloggers really know what they're doing. They're on top of it. Well, if you, if you can take pictures and make food look good, I'm impressed because exactly. that is not a skill that I have by any means. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your tips and advice. Can you let everybody know where they can find you and follow along with you and check on your blog and, and read all about amazing things you have going on? Sure. My blog is thezhuzh.com and it's Z-H-U-S-H. And I'm on Instagram at at that's pretty much it. You can find okay. me at both those places. Awesome. And I know you have a free resource they can download when they go to your website, correct? Uh, yes. The, the design cheat sheet. There you go. And if you're doing any work on your home and you want to look for how high should the chandelier hang above your dining room table or where to put your pendants over your kitchen island, it's got all those fun little measurements. You can just keep oh, it on awesome. your phone. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I love, well, and since a lot of us are home right now, it's, we're all doing, you know, home renovations. I know I've been like, my husband, he gets around and he's like, that doesn't need to be replaced. I'm like, but I want to replace it. <laughs> you're sick of looking at it. <laughs> yes. Like you were talking about the, the, the pendants over your kitchen. I'm like, we've had the same one since we built our house eight years ago. And I'm like, I am, I want a different light over our kitchen you know, island. And he's like, but those are perfectly fine. I'm like, they are perfectly fine, but I want something new. So right. I'm going to have to go down with that. And like, maybe I'll just do it myself. But like, you know what? I'm just going to make there it There you happen. go. Surprise. <laughs> yes. Well, Sue, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And these were all amazing, amazing tips. And I will link to your website and your Instagram and everything down below in the show notes. So people can easily grab that and follow along on your journey. Great. Thanks so much. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Thank you again to Sue for sharing all of her wisdom about turning your blog into a business. She's done a great job of it. And I know that for all of you listening, they're thinking, 
that this sounds like something you might be interested in or you want to figure out how to grow your blog, definitely go and follow her. Click the links below to check out her website, her social media, her blog, all those things. Definitely get some inspiration from her. She's done an amazing job with monetizing her content and creating this look and this brand and this feel that is very identifiable to her. And that's kind of the key to all of this is knowing what your neighborhood is, knowing what your niche is and going ahead first into that. So if you want to learn more about blogging, definitely go follow her using all those links below. All right. That's going to do it for our episode this week. A quick reminder before we go, if you have not left us a review over on iTunes, I would love for you to go do that today. Just head to iTunes. Even if you're listening to this episode on Spotify or somewhere else, head to the iTunes store and leave a quick review for the Girl Means Business podcast. It would be the most amazing Christmas present you could give me this year. Thanks so much for being here this week. I love seeing your feedback. So make sure you head to the Girl Means Business Facebook group or send me a DM and let me know what you're thinking of the episodes. If there's a topic you want to hear more about or a guest that you want us to interview, feel free to let me know. I'm always open to making sure that you are getting the most from these episodes. So if there's something or someone you want to hear from, please let me know. I would love to hear about it. All right, guys, have a great week. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place.